hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Have you ever had an idea for something that you think would make the world a better place or, or that people would use or that would just make life a lot easier? And you've conjured up this idea in your head and then you've thought, mm, I don't know if I could do it, but it niggles and niggles and niggles at you. Or maybe you've thought up an idea in your head and then you've gone into this big, long dreaming about it and you imagine how it would look and it's all fantastic. It's all ever consuming. And then you decide, nah, actually, I, I can't do it. Well, let me tell you, you can do it. And my guest today, Jane Sahar, she's the co-founder of Friendy. She is amazing. They set up their business from their lounge room, from a simple adapter, from a simple splitter. And all of a sudden, they've got this amazing global business. And, you know, if, if they can do it, you can do it. And the, the thing that people think is that, oh, but I'm not special. I can't do it. Only they can do it. But that's rubbish. Anybody can do stuff. You just have to put your mind to it. Now, let me introduce you to Jane. She's just fantastic. Jane Sahar started as a secondary school English teacher who noticed how many teenagers wore headphones as the ultimate accessory. Her move to co-founding Friendly with her husband, Phil, came after a realisation that having two children and just one iPad doesn't make great math. It all started with an audio splitter so the kids could connect two headphones to one iPad and share music and movies on the go. After purchasing a splitter for an exorbitant price, Jane and Phil looked at it and thought, hmm, we could do this better. We could produce these. These are useful, small, simple, yet powerful. They are marketable and could be made to look beautiful. And so they embarked on a side hustle startup journey of brand creation, marketing from scratch, product creation, challenges, setbacks, and triumphs. They became addicted. Jane and Phil then noticed a gap in the market for the perfect headphones. There was nothing to complement the splitters, which were now very successful. There were no high-end sports luxe headphones that were on trend, fashion forward and versatile with a great sound. Step two for Friendy was to embark on a new journey of creation and produce headphones, which opened the door for more opportunities and some pretty big leaps of faith and the rest is history. Friendy has been featured on the runway at Melbourne Fashion Week, pictured in glossy magazines and online, as well as being proud partners of Miss Universe Australia in 2020 and 2021. As a company, they're determined to give back to the community and Jane's proudest moment of 2021 was running a Friendy for Beyond Blue campaign. Friendy donated headphones to those in need, asking customers to simply pay what you can with profits going to Beyond Blue. 
from a business born in their own home in country Victoria and which begun literally in their lounge room, co-founders Jane and Phil now run a hugely successful company boasting a range of Bluetooth headphones, audio sunglasses, speakers and accessories. But Jane will still tell you that her greatest achievement are their kids, Thomas and Charlotte. Welcome, Jane. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm glad to, uh, absolutely glad to have you on here. I think you're doing amazing stuff. Thank you so much. I know, and I know that you're a little bit nervous about coming on because you just don't think that what you've done is uh, is that fantastic. And it's, you know, so many people have ideas and they never, ever bring that, con- you know, bring it to reality. And you backed yourself and you did. And that's... Um, I absolutely love that about you. Love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's more you just um, don't, I just go to work every day and I work hard, but I don't normally speak about myself on a podcast. But it's a new experience for me. Well, I, I think that it's um, good that you're doing it because so many people will want to hear that because there are people who do have these dreams, you know, and think that it's not possible for them. And, and you started from your lounge room and, you know, I, I want to, I want people to understand that they that it just takes a little bit of work and you really can have what you want and you really can achieve something. So uh, let, let's get into it. I want to ask you, you know, I heard in the intro that um, how you came to found or co-found with your husband, Phil, um, Friendy, and thanks to the kids. So tell us about this little series of events that, you know, made you realise wait, first, we don't have a splitter. Second, we can actually make them. Like most people just go down to the shop and buy one and that's it and then complain about it. But you, why did you take it that step further? Well, tell us the story. I want to hear about the arguments the kids were having. Uh, well, the kids, I mean, all parents will understand what it's like when you've got uh, one iPad and two children and, um, yeah, they just, especially, you know, sometimes if you do want to go out and you have a want to have a coffee and you want to have some quiet time when the kids are little and they can't sit still, then uh, having a splitter and having one iPad and a couple of headphones is amazing. It's the perfect thing. Um, I guess we we did go out and buy a splitter and it was just not good. Like it was very expensive. It was very unattractive. And um, they kind of, they were not the right length. It was not easy to be able to connect headphones to them. And I guess we just thought, gosh, there's this thing that's pretty cool. It can really help connect children and it can help, you can use them in business and all kinds of things. And it's kind of underutilized and it's kind of underloved and it's not pretty. So we were not feeling like we were reinventing the wheel. We just wanted to make something more beautiful that was already functional and was already there. And we thought, why not give it a go? Yeah. Uh, And I guess it's a strategy that a lot of, you know, it's not new. Apple didn't invent the phone, but they reinvented it, didn't they? And took it over. So we thought, well, let's just give something a go. And I guess um, that's the kind of the short answer, but the long answer is it's not our first rodeo. Like we've tried other things before because particularly my husband is a real entrepreneur. He's got that spirit and he's always wanted to have things going on on the side. We've made phone cases before and we've had lots of websites, um, and I guess we've funneled our creativity outside of work into additional things. So we kind of had that confidence already that, yeah, well, we could give this a go. No one else is really doing it. 
and created these really pretty splitters that allowed kids to be able to share music on the bus um, and that they'd feel, you know, happy showing their friends. They were really cute. They had little personalities in all beautiful colours and they went really well and they just took off. And then we had the places we were selling them through saying to us, what else do you have? Wow. So it all kind of kind of blossomed from there. So I guess it was definitely having the confidence to just try. Yeah. See what would happen because you're not you're not losing much. Yeah. And I like the fact that you say too that you tried other things and you, you and and any entrepreneur knows, you know, that you can try a hundred things and only two of them might take off. Do you, yeah. You've got to have a big history of of making making mistakes, having failures, things not working, you know, because that's how you, you practice. So I'm so glad that you said that because, you know, people are scared to fail, but failure is is just a wonderful thing. It's just, it's moving us down the path and getting us to, you know, perfect things. And Yeah, sorry. No, we've learned so much from all our past endeavours. You know, that's how we kind of had the confidence to try. Yeah, and we're so grateful for all the other things we've done. And I think the the key is to give something a good go, give it a good crack, put a lot of effort into it, but don't be afraid that if it's not working, or you need to tweak it, or you need to change it, or you have a new idea, you can go off in another direction, and that's okay. Um, but give it a really good go. Yeah, I, I agree. And you were a secondary teacher. Did you were you still a secondary teacher while you were? Um, while your husband was creating all these other endeavours and you sort of just sitting there keeping that income coming in steady, hoping that uh, something that he was going to do would really kick off so that you could leave teaching? No, not at all. No, I I mean, I always wanted to be a teacher. I love teaching. I It was my dream from a little girl. So it was a big passion of mine and I've always wanted to do it. I've always wanted to help people. I love people. I love I love learning, like, um, and I had really inspirational teachers growing up and, you know, they can honestly change your world and change your life and I wanted to be able to give that kind of gift. So I always had that passion and dream and aim and that's what I kind of set out to do and do it. So, um, yeah, I kind of didn't, I wasn't planning on leaving teaching Um but back in the day when we first kind of started and Phil had his side hustles going on, I was happy just staying in my lane and teaching, which is obviously a very challenging career. And yep. especially yep. when you have a lot of empathy like me and really wanted to connect with kids, it's exhausting. So I didn't have time to worry about what he was doing. I just let him go. But he also worked very high powered, very busy job in Melbourne. He was a commercial analyst and so he was just doing this stuff on the side for fun. Like it was fun for him. I like to go out for coffee with friends, but he was creating products. So that was his like kind of outlet. So I, I, I kind of came along for the ride. Like I, once we had kids, we moved from Melbourne to Warrigal and uh, I was on maternity leave because my permanent teaching job was in Melbourne before that. So I wasn't working and Phil was still working full time and still kind of doing the side hustles on the side. And I uh, I kind of just embraced it a little bit, I guess, as something else to do while I was home. Yeah. 
Oh, I love it. And um, so when did you know, like, that you did transition, you did leave uh, teaching? At what point was that? Like, what, what was that catalyst that you said, okay, that's it? I mean, I'm going straight in full on into this business. Yeah, I I mean, I wasn't working full time because Phil was working in Melbourne. So he was gone from 7 in the morning until 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could juggle full-time work or even part-time. So I was just doing emergency teaching. So I didn't have an income really coming in. Phil had a great income. So for us to take the leap, it was massive because we had mortgages to pay with two kids who would be going into school. We had nappies. We had, you know, we needed cash. We needed, and he had a really secure job and I could have a secure job when I was ready to go back to it. So to actually take the leap was really difficult. But I think at some point, if you want to have a successful business, you have to, you have to take a risk and you have to try. And it was calculated, like my husband has an accountancy background. So everything's spreadsheets. Everything is like, <laughs> he he's, he overthinks everything. He's analysing everything. So we just, we did believe we could do it, but big risk. Yeah. And, you know, his family are all in the medical profession and my family, a lot of them are in education, like more standard, amazing careers. So for us to suddenly say, oh, we're just not going to work <laughs> in our regular jobs anymore. We're going to, um, you know, work on our Sports Lux headphones company. It's pretty outside the box. So it was a, it was a risk, but we had to prove to everyone and to our kids that we had something that was worth. Yeah. And I think it is really good role modelling to the kids to say that if you believe in something, you know, give it give it a go. Uh, but the other thing too is I think if you dis- abandon all of your other income and you, you're suddenly faced with we have to make this work, you, you actually try a lot harder too. You know, you, you really kick into it. It's not just kind of like, oh, if I sell a few, it's really I'm gonna, we're going to sell. We've got to get this working. Gonna make it work. Yeah, yeah. It's crunch time. Absolutely. Wow. I, I love it. There's not a, there's not a lot of people who would really take that massive risk, you know, because it's we've been we've been taught, you know, through 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 education, through society, everything else that that success is equal security. You know, a good job, good income, and get my house, and you know that's it, and I'm successful now. And so it it takes a lot to buck that system, and you know, but but your evidence that you can do it, and you're not the only one. There's there's thousands upon thousands and thousands of people who have just taken that chance and you know made it work. So can happen it can happen and like we still have we could go back into our regular jobs if we ever had to you know and I still go and do some emergency teaching because I love it Mm. Uh, but you know not a lot because I just don't have time but yeah we've still got kind of that as a backup I guess but we don't ever see ourselves ever going backwards like only going forwards like we've actually um I was going to tell you today that we actually have a new business that we've created as well. So we're doing uh, we're doing double time at the moment. We are pushing Friendy, working really, really hard. We have a whole new business happening as well. So wow, yeah. You're not gonna you're not gonna share that yet. We're- I can if you'd like to hear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, we have a business with it's called the Kindness Pack. Oh, and we're creating um with 
yeah, compostable, biodegradable packaging that is, you know, kind to the earth, it's kind to to people. Uh, yeah, but um, with a big point of difference in that we'll, we're giving 50% of our profits to charity. Yeah, so which is really exciting because I, you know, like, like with teaching, I always wanted to give back and I in Friendy, I can give back because I know music make, makes people happy and it brings joy and that makes me really, really glad. But to be able to create another business which is really fully about kindness is and reaching people and helping causes that are close to our hearts um, and we get to, you know, pick the charities we want to give money to and I will have input from other people it's super exciting so love it absolutely love that love it so when is it launched yet or is it launching soon or is it it's launching soon we don't have a date yet we're still uh we're still finalizing things we're still sort you know finalizing logos and branding and that kind of thing but it's um it is well on the way it's all registered and it's um all most of the background work's all done so wow I love I love it and it's I, I just love you know social enterprise stuff is just is just wonderful but you also said that you know with friendy you're giving back with music and and I agree I'm a muso and I think that the world if we don't have music and we don't have good quality music coming through our ears because I can't stand listening to music on your phone you know play I can't stand the tinny stuff but to have a good set of headphones that's just something else but you do already give back also you know to um, beyond blue as well as as well as that so um why beyond blue is there something special about that to you something meaningful well beyond blue is incredible like they are an amazing service they an organization support so many people and i think in covid their work would have been quadrupled you know um and they they're a service that's always available it's always available for everybody and i just think the work they do is incredible so that's one reason why we absolutely wanted to give back to Beyond Blue. But yeah, I've absolutely struggled myself with some depression and anxiety um, after a few years after having kids. Mm. Just, you know, it's it's difficult, the parenting gig and trying to get it right and being a bit of a perfectionist. And, um, and also my husband, yeah, working such long hours and being away. Um, and I had lots of difficulties with my daughter, during um, pregnancy and huge health stresses with her. She's fine now, but I think that caused kind of a delayed ripple effect. So, um, and so, you know, that is really important to me to be able to recognise the services of Beyond Blue. Like I didn't use it myself, but I knew that I could have. And I think they point you in the right direction for people who need it. Um, Yeah, they're, they're amazing. Oh, I love it. You love, I just love your heart. Thank you. When, you've, when you're starting up a business like this and you're, you're sort of launching into it, not only do you have the challenges of the business, but you have challenges of self-doubt. You know, you have all, all the uh, all the things that come up. And now you're, you're also talking about, you know, having even mental, I'm not saying you had mental health challenges through it, but you you'll always know that they're in the background lurking and they could present, you, you know, at any time. But you have also, 
you know, having to do the challenges of, of learning, all, learning all these new things. Where do we find products uh, that, that they didn't come on time? How do we find someone who's going to be reliable? Who do we work with? You know, all of those challenges. How did you how did you negotiate all of those things? And or was there anything that was really trying, really tested you? All the time. <laughs> it's so difficult. Like. I think it's difficult for anybody in work situations. There's always challenges in life. There's always challenges. Things like COVID pops up and just completely turns life on its head. You know, all the projections we had for the year for the business were completely irrelevant. Um, So we have plenty of challenges. Like a big example is we had a huge amount of stock coming before Christmas and timed it perfectly ready for the Christmas rush, ready for Boxing Day sales, January sales. It arrived in Melbourne. We paid express, beautiful. And it was just sitting at the warehouse in Melbourne. They said, it's here, we just can't find it. And this was, you know, 20, 30 boxes of heaps and heaps and heaps of headphones and like little earbuds inside. So it was a lot of stock. And we missed our sale period. You know, we missed... It's a huge economic uh, issue (laughs) and really frustrating when literally they said, yeah, it's definitely here. We just don't exactly know where all of the boxes are. So things like that happen. Wow. And I guess nobody takes accountability for that either. It's kind of like, sorry, too bad. We can't find them. But but no no compensation for you. No compensation, no. And we we try, we, you know, we sort out lots of people, you keep calling and you, you do speak to some really lovely people, but we just needed someone in the warehouse to hunt for a big stack of boxes. Uh, we offered to go down there ourselves, but they said, no, thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, things like that happen. And, um, you know, we have products that we think are going to be amazing and then they just don't kind of hit the mark for some reason. Um there's all kinds of challenges day to day, even just, you know, some days you just don't make many sales yeah. and that's stressful. And I know my husband finds that particularly stressful where he kind of analyzes all the numbers and has to try to ride the waves of feeling great about it one day and worried the next and wondering what to do wrong. And sometimes it's out of our control. So that's a hard thing to kind of get your head around, but there's many challenges. Yeah. Do they? Do you ever get pushed to a point where you say, "I, I give up. This, this isn't worth it anymore." No, no, because no, we're so proud of what we've achieved, and we have created this business from nothing. We started in our lounge room. Now we have a warehouse, and we started from nothing. Like I'm really proud. I don't have any reason or desire to give up, but definitely some days are hard but I guess we have things in place that we that work for us now like we go to the gym we each have our own time out we do lots of exercise um we try to eat well uh we see friends a lot you know we just try to stay balanced and have time out which helps I think to be able to be refreshed to focus on the business and face the challenge sometimes you have a Good night's sleep, wake up the next day and you just know you have another idea of something to try. Yeah. So it's just about not giving up. Yeah. 
What about with um, being in business with your husband? Because some people say, I could never work with my partner. We would just not, this wouldn't make it. I work with my partner and absolutely love it. But I know one of our challenges is that we make agreements. We put it in our diary to have a, have a, we call it a staff meeting (laughs) and, and, once a week or something like that and then it doesn't happen then we get too tired you know and and we get a little bit slack like that because we're in the same house we kind of ah we'll do it tomorrow do you how do you find it working like that do you do you set aside times and actually stick to it or do you you find that it wishy-washy's a little bit with your personal life I think it used to be a lot harder when we were based at home and we would say oh it would be a good idea to have a meeting And we just wouldn't because you get caught up in your own work and you get busy and it just doesn't seem that important. But when you do have a meeting, that's when you get to really focus and analyse the things you've done and see where you can move forward and come up with new ideas and bounce ideas off each other. So I think having like staff now and being in a warehouse, we do have a regular meeting time and it's amazing and we have literally write up our goals for the week for each person on a whiteboard that we can tick off and then we talk about those in the next meeting as well so I think having a meeting has been really useful so go for it if you can (laughs) give it a go Go out for coffee once a week and have your meeting. I was going to say that we might have to have to just transition just to a coffee shop because we don't have a warehouse. So we might yeah, no, get out of the house and or go for a walk and have a walking meeting. It's just the two of you. Like that's where your brain really gets going as well. We do that sometimes. You know, it is, it can be really challenging, you know, for, I'm not saying it's challenging, but, and you're not, but you know, some. No, I actually, yeah, um, it is challenging and. You're probably the only person I've ever spoken to who's said that, you know, it's great, you work with your partner and it's great and you you feel like you can do it because I think all of my friends, they all say, I could never do that. <laughs> or family, I could never work with my partner. Um, I think Phil and I have been together for so long. Like we met when I was 19 and he was 21. So it's, that's almost half my life. <laughs> and um, and we so we've definitely grown together a lot and we have many similarities. We're passionate, we're creative, um, we love people, we love to be social. But um, we I think it's our differences that are more important and better at um, bringing us together in business particularly. So he's he has these big ideas and gets really, really excited and, and I have I have ideas and I can be creative, but I'm really practical as well. So I can kind of balance him and bring him back down and we can find a compromise. So I think we work, we do work really, really well together. The big difficulty is, which you would know, is when you're living in the same house, um, is finding that time where you switch off yeah. and you're not talking about work after hours. We have in the past tried really hard not to do that and just keep work at work and home at home. COVID has destroyed that. And, you know, we did homeschooling during the day and couldn't do our own work. So we had to work and talk at night. And that was really difficult last year. But having that balance where possible is, I think, the key. So you still get time with your partner. So I wanted to ask you about your products because you've got the... um sports lux did you, did you call them sports lux uh headphones tell why are they so fantastic like i know they fly off the shelves because and people love them but 
what's so fantastic about them and why do you love them so much? I guess headphones are amazing anyway. People do love them. Everyone loves music. Everyone loves, you know, we're all so connected to technology and you need it when you're at the gym. You need it when you're commuting to work. You need it at your desk. So it's something that's like it's kind of a necessity in life. But I guess we we love sport and exercise and the outdoors and and we also love fashion. So for us, we wanted to create products that married all those things together. Um, yeah, so that's where the Sports Lux kind of aesthetic came from, where we've created products that are great for sports, but they can transition and just be um, wonderful in your lifestyle as well. And they just look good. So they make you feel good, you know. It's like when you you could go and just put on a black T-shirt, but some days that doesn't make you feel good. And you've got to go and put on your purple shirt um, and colourful earrings and just, like, boost yourself up. So that's what we hope people look at our headphones and feel good and think they're beautiful and they make you feel happy. Well, I've seen in, um, you know, lots of headphones that are brightly coloured, you know, and, and, and cheap ones. But that the problem is, you know, you, you're attracted to them because they're, colorful but they're not good you know then the the quality isn't good and then you've got the other end you know you've got the really uh good quality ones but they've got that real uh studio musician look do you, you know you you feel like be a rapper do you, you know to have the yeah, yeah. dark headphones so i think it's absolutely fantastic that there's that there's a something that complements both you know the, the fashion and the quality and I love that it's good quality because you could be selling cheap rubbish that's colorful you know and that's not gonna cut it but that quality that beautiful beautiful sound that comes through your ears is oh yeah we, we work really hard to create products that are of great quality and that they look good and I think we were conscious that there was a gap in the middle of the market where there wasn't there was headphones that were really techy and there were headphones that were really cheap and there wasn't headphones that were beautiful as well as functional and great to transition through lifestyles from, you know, gym to work to play. So that's what we really set out to create and that's still our goal. Yeah, I love it. And you've been featured on the um, the Melbourne Fashion Week runway and yeah. tons of glossy magazines and you're partnering with um, Miss Australia Miss Australia Universe. Miss Universe Australia, yeah. Miss Universe Australia. That that says it. That 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 spells it out clearly. You know that that your product is regarded. You know as a as a high fashion item. As and they it, just because it looks good, they wouldn't use it if it didn't function well. So I think that's amazing. Were you expecting? Were you expecting that that would happen? That you these you they'd be on the fashion runway and. Well, some of those opportunities are where people approached us, but and some of it is where we've networked with people and um, got to know people, or and and things have kind of collaboratively collaboratively happened. Or, um, I guess, and then sometimes we've been approached. It's just it's happened in all different ways, and I think equally we we really seek to network with other businesses and meet lots of people. And the more people you meet, the more you connect, the more social you are, the more friendly you are, um, the more you help people, they, people want to help you too. So it all, it all just works. So I think the moment though, when we were on the runway, that was when we only had two 
real sets of headphones at the time and they approached us and said, hey, we'd love to feature you on the runway with our amazing, gorgeous activewear. Would that be okay? We said, "Ah, yeah, that would be wonderful. It just felt like an absolute dream going down there and doing some yoga beforehand and seeing our products strutting down the runway on gorgeous models. Um, That was a real pinch me moment. That definitely helped to motivate us uh, when we were making the decision to leave, you know, regular jobs and move into Friendy full time. Yeah. So you've also got your audio sunglasses. How does that work? How does the audio are very cool. Let me tell you, they they have tiny little speakers just in the arms of the sunglasses, mm-hmm. but they also, like our real point of difference is they actually have a bone conducting pad in the sunglasses as well. So they connect to your, I guess, upper cheekbones through into your inner ear and play music. Wow. So if you covered up your ears and you weren't hearing the sound from the speakers, you can actually hear sound from the bone conduction coming through and vibrating through to your inner ear. So it's cool. Wow. And where does the music come from? Is it Bluetooth from your phone or is it? Yeah, Bluetooth from your phone. Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. Well, I I have not even seen them. That is just fantastic. See, they're they're a product, though, that I think is amazing. Like it's so innovative. It's so cool. And they, I think people just don't get them. They don't understand them as well and they haven't flown off the shelves. They've done, they've done well but not like what I thought they'd do. Mm. So I think they're probably a little ahead of their time. Maybe there's not many other brands doing them. So uh, we'll see, I guess. Watch this space and see how they go. Can anybody else hear it or is it mostly through the um, vi- bone vibration that you hear? Uh, well, the speakers are directed. They're very tiny and they're really directed right at your ear. They're directly above your ear. So uh, no one will be able to hear it unless you have it up quite loud. But absolutely, someone can hear it if you're going to be playing death metal very loudly. Well, like like the teenagers on the train through their earbuds. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it. I think that is that is fantastic. So who... Um, what when you you know when you get the products first made and you prototype them and all that sort of stuff before you started this did you actually understand the world of prototyping or was that like a massive leap that you know you just really had to learn really had to get through all of the it's all learning yeah it's and and honestly it's starting with one developing one product and then that goes well and so you move on to the next and just keep we just kept adding to our kind of stable of products and deleting products that weren't working that well and um and keep moving with the times so for example when apple decided to remove its headphone port from its um iphone iphone 8 or something yeah yeah you know, that that could have destroyed wired headphones, which were already kind of on their way out anyway, but still that was a big, you know, shake to the system. So luckily we were already doing Bluetooth headphones, but it just solidified the fact that's where we needed to head. Um, yeah, I don't, I think honestly it's trial and error. It's learning, it's reading all the time. It's, um, it's trying. And I think my husband is really the key to the to that kind of side of things. We've really worked to divide up our tasks so that I focus more on HR, marketing, social media, 
that kind of thing. We're playing more to our strengths, whereas he focuses on numbers and sales and product development. So he's the best one to talk to about that. Sorry he's not here right now, but... uh... No, that's all right. There'll be a lot of people um, who wonder and I'm one of these people you know I come up with all these great ideas and they're all um, product ideas and I always think oh no I haven't just haven't got time to 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 build that or time to uh try to work out how to prototype so is there is is there a how do you how do you find someone to prototype things or am I asking the wrong person in the family 100% (laughs) you're asking the wrong person let me tell you but I think it's just making connections and asking questions and and keep on going till you find the answer. That's what he's done. Like he he has a background in accountants, accountancy and uh, IT and so he's this is not where he what he's trained in, you know, he's learnt as he's gone and we've learnt from past mistakes and um connect with sometimes you just connect with really good people who show you the ropes or you read about it and you give it a go. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, because it's just it's. Uh, I hear people talk about prototyping, and I think, oh, I just, I just don't. I'm just not at that yet. I've got a great idea for podcasting, but I just haven't haven't um, figured out how to take the next step. So I absolutely love that. I guess I I need to ask more questions. So I might have to ask Phil a few questions. Yeah, you will. Yeah, have a coffee with Phil. He'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, so did did you ever? You know, this is global, right? Your your organization is a massive global uh, success, and I absolutely love that. And you just from a t- I don't mean just, but it, it it let's get a you know relative here. You're just from a small town, you know, in country town in Gippsland in Australia. Yeah. Does it ever? Do you ever think? Sit back and with a with a glass. I'll do that with a glass of wine in your hand. Sit back at night and think, wow. How did how did this happen? You know, or, or do you or do you see, see the opposite and think, yeah, bloody hell, we we worked our ass off for this. Yeah, I do. So I sit back and I I recognize that I am Jane. I'm from a country town. I've come from you know humble beginnings in a way, and and out of our window at work, we can see cows walking by and ducks on the lake and all kinds of stuff, which I love, but. I do feel a sense of pride in the decisions we've made and the risks we've taken and the work that we have done to kind of get where we are today. So it's a mix of both. I'm sometimes astonished, like what we're doing here and how we got here, but I'm also, I'm really proud because we have worked insane hours in the past, early mornings, incredibly late nights, kind of 24-7 kind of life for a long time and uh, and to kind of be in a situation now where we have a routine and we're we're successful and yeah we've worked hard so I kind of feel that we are very blessed but yeah I feel proud of what we're yeah I love it how long would you advise people that they need to keep digging and digging and digging and working twenty four seven until they're going to see some significant result. Like, is this a something? Do it for six months, or do it for two years, or is it a five year? What What, what are your thoughts on that? It just depends because it has to be the right thing and the right product. It has to be at the right time. It has to mesh with fashion trends. You know, like for us, it has to be the right colors. It has to be 
um, you know, a missing element in the market. There's so many factors. Yeah. So yeah. many factors. So, and and you might honestly try something and it just doesn't work, but you've learned a lot and that's going to help you in the next thing that you want to create. Mm. So there's not, I can't, I don't really think there's a timeline. And, and for us, I guess the timeline was when it wasn't sustainable to balance real work and our side hustle and our side hustle had become big enough that it needed to take over and we needed to have more time to put into it. That's when we made the decision, but yeah difference for everyone yeah I suppose I suppose the key thing is don't give up like like have a vision and and just keep working towards it so two things one don't give up but also be prepared to be flexible enough to adapt and move away from it you know and and that kind of stuff and when you're talking I didn't even think about that because I'm not a fashion person you know I'm I'm happy to get up and put my jeans and t-shirt on I don't care and I don't it doesn't matter to me but when you're talking about uh, colors what colors are in at the moment see that didn't even register in my mind you know I was just thinking oh you had a range of four colors but that's quite significant isn't it that if, if it's out of if the colour's not right, it's not going to sell. No, and we really focus on mainly black as a staple and then like white and rose gold because that still is what sells um, after many years of trialling. That's what really works. But the rose gold has to be the right rose gold and the white has to be the right white. And the colour combination of where everything sits has to be correct. So yeah, we always we stay on top of what's in fashion and what's trending and uh, looking at colour schemes and that kind of thing so that it can inform the future and if, and future choices. But, yeah, I guess we love fashion and so it's it's not a hard gig to kind of um, stay on top of things. And, and so you also do speakers and other accessories as well. So this is like not just headphones. This is just your headphones, your audio sunglasses, speakers, accessories, you got the splitters. So it, it's sort of how do you how do you know when the next product is ready? Like how do, how do you decide, well, we might just add speakers to the list? I guess um, I guess it's keeping an eye on what, what's popular again and what's in fashion and and seeing what kids are carrying around, they're always on top of, top of trends. So, you, you know, working in a high school, even doing emergency teaching every now and then, keep an eye on what they're doing. They'll pull speakers out of their bags and play music on the bus and and they're always got their finger on the pulse. So that's always a useful kind of thing. But I think speakers are always popular and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. So that's that's been a good staple of ours and we're, we're developing new speakers at the moment. We created a charge pad last year to complement our earbuds so they can charge on the charge pad as well as be plugged into the wall, which is a cool thing. You can also charge your phone on the charge pad, um, something you don't lose easily as well because it usually sits on your bench, which is cool. And I guess we uh, noise-cancelling headphones have been a huge thing for the last few years, but that's something that we've known and we've been working on for three years and we haven't perfected it yet. So that's hopefully coming in the next few months, like true noise cancelling, but we're still working on it. Mm. And we won't bring that that out until we're 100% sure because a lot of products out there, even the noise cancelling isn't quite high enough. I think it's about 20 decibels and we're trying to make it more than that so that it's really doing its job well. Yeah, wow, fantastic. And you did 
you did this through Startup Gippsland, didn't you? Or you, you you were with, did you do Startup Gippsland? I did. I was an ambassador for Startup Gippsland. So they asked me to come on as an ambassador to help advertise the program. So I said, yeah, be happy to. It's a great concept, cool idea, and so awesome to see other people, you know, do startups and have new ideas around here. So I was really happy to do that. And then they offered me a place in the program if I wanted to do it too. So I thought, why not? And um, yeah, really enjoyed it. So I did that for the first year that it ran and I absolutely encourage other people to give that a go and any opportunities that are around, just try because even if you learn one thing that's useful or connect with one person, it's so useful and so worthwhile. But if you stay in your bubble and you stay in your lane, you don't, you don't get to see what else is out there. No, I agree. I think I think stay in your own lane, as in don't don't compete with anybody else. Do you know, like like stop stop worrying about what everyone else is doing. But that um, building relationships, I think that you you can't. That's the best thing you can do for business. Best thing you can do for your life. Is yeah. It's just um, why wouldn't you be curious about what other people are doing, and why wouldn't you want to? And I don't mean I don't mean competition, but why why wouldn't you care what other people are doing, and why wouldn't you want to build your networks and build your friendships and build relationships and learn from other people? I, I just think that's um, you know, we miss we miss that. I think COVID has sort of slammed that down, and people are thinking, oh well, I can't have coffee with people, but we've still got phones, we've still got Zoom, we've still got you know multiple ways to connect with people, but. And, and there's so many free resources out there as well that people can tap into. There is cool Instagram groups or Facebook groups or Clubhouse. And uh, if you want to go online, like those things are there. And then there's opportunities in your local area as well or create them, you know. Find one person who's doing something kind of similar, have coffee with them and start up a little group. I think it's just important to connect with people and you can learn so much and also if you're doing a business on your own and it's early days, it's it's really lonely when you don't have other people around you. For me, I like people. I like being around people. I found that really difficult to begin with, to be on my own. Yeah. I think that's a really good point because I think we, we sometimes want to keep our little idea to ourselves and become so insular that, that you're not going to get anywhere. So there are people you can trust and there are people you can have great conversations with. And most people want to see see you succeed. You know, Absolutely. Most people are not trying to cut you down. You, you know, they just want to help. But I think Gippsland is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't want to make the rest of the world um, jealous, but it, I think Gippsland is one hell of an area. Do you know, we've got... A- oh, do I. I am so passionate about this area and all the people are doing some really cool stuff, like so many cool startups and online businesses, but also people in, um, you know, bricks and mortar shops are thinking outside the box these days and COVID has forced a lot of that as well. But uh, it's such a vibrant, passionate area to live in and work in and be inspired by. So I absolutely love it. Yeah, me too. And there's so many great leaders, so many people just giving giving life a crack. And, yeah, I I love it. Doing great things as well. Hey, lots of amazing women leaders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think we've um I think we're very strong in women leadership, women's leadership down here. Yeah. And I think um and, and you know what I like about it, and I've mentioned this on another podcast before, is that is that there's no competition, 
with all the women you know that in Gippsland we all just we all get behind each other and anyone who needs something we give it do you, you know we yeah, doesn't feels like that. yeah I think that's um I think that makes a massive difference massive difference a bit of that country living and the you know country people always rally together and support each other and it's yeah, it's gorgeous. It is gorgeous and it shouldn't be overlooked. No, I think it's wonderful. I've loved this. I, I absolutely love this. I love your I love what you're doing. I love your products. I love the it's it lights you up when you talk about it. You know, you 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 just get this sparkle about you and and it's such a pride in what you're doing. And I I just love that. It's not just a product and we're making money. That's not that. It's it's I love this product that we're bringing to people and I, I love watching you talk about it. I love hearing it in your voice. The passion and love is so, it, it, it's beautiful. You know, this, is, this is what all business owners need to have, you know, this love for what they do. I love it. Now, this podcast is to inspire people to um, back themselves, get off the bench, you know, to take a leap of faith like you did. What advice would you give someone who thinks they have an idea or an invention but doesn't know where to start? I think back yourself and know that no idea starts big straight away. You know, you look at the big companies, look at Nike, look at Microsoft, look at Facebook, um, look at Apple. They all started in like their dorm rooms or their garages and look at them now. Like you can go anywhere with your ideas. You just got to try. So listen to what advice is around you. Take advantage of grants or free um, Facebook groups, Instagram groups, all that kind of stuff, chat to people about it, learn all the time and grow. What we've talked about already, like embracing change and learning from your mistakes and kind of changing your course is like a great thing to do. Like don't be afraid of it, don't fear it, embrace it. Um, yeah. I think be, be aware of also other people in your space that are doing cool things like it is important to keep an eye on what your competitors are doing but also like if you want to have a business that really blossoms in the social media space then look at what other influencers are doing that uh, you know are, are doing a great job like um Sophie Keisha or House of White is she's from Gippsland she's wonderful and she's really killing it in her space um People like McInerney, Erica McInerney, who's a friend, she's brilliant at what she does and she has a really solid um, Facebook and Instagram presence and amazing advice out there. So have a look at what they do and don't copy it but, like, learn from it and be critical of it in, a, in the way that you can take some of those ideas forward, I guess, and... And when you start, I guess, celebrate the wins, no matter how small, you know, you need to pat yourself on the back and be your biggest cheerleader and have a glass of champagne when something really goes well or take yourself out for coffee um, and tell people, you know, celebrate it because otherwise it just gets lost and you, you, need, you need a pat on the back for what you're doing. And I guess, um, honestly, I just say just try, like put one foot in front of the other and just don't give yeah. up. I say the same, put one paver down, step on it, put the next one down, step on it. I love the bit about the celebrating too. I always go, yes, and punch myself in the chest. Not hard, it looks hard, but it's not, but it's yes, Kazi, you know. 
Yeah, you're your own biggest cheerleader, right? You have to. (laughs) I love it. But I I love your advice. I love it. And just uh, starting small is so important, you know, and to remember that every single person started small, you know, there's no such thing as an overnight success. That's just rubbish, you know, and we do get intimidated by that. You know, we see people that are succeeding greatly and we get intimidated thinking that, oh, yeah, but they've got something that I don't have. They, But that's not true. That's just, they just, well, they worked it. And even the people who are up here who are, you know, look like they're killing it or they are killing it, they're still, we're all ducks on the water. We're all we're all pedaling as hard as we can and paddling as hard as we can to um, <laughs> to to succeed. And it's constant. It's not um, it's not just relaxing once you get to a certain point. You just keep on going. So you just have to start, don't you? The hardest yeah. thing in life for anything is starting and trying. Just do it. Give it a go. I love your analogy about ducks on the water because I always say to people, don't wait for your ducks to line up because they're never going to line up. Just go do it. But now you've made me feel much better about that as well because they're never going to line up on water. You know, <laughs> the water's moving the whole damn time. Right. <laughs> love it. So many metaphors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I absolutely love it. This has this has been great, Jane. You you're just a you're a champ, and I, I just love it. I love your grit, and I love your you know your pizzazz, and I I just love that you're so um, passionate about what you do. I love it. So where can people find you? Uh, we are on Facebook and um, Share with Friendy. You can find us. You can find us on Instagram, um, Friendy underscore Audio. Uh, you can find our website, www.friendy.com.au, and we're in lots of online major retailers like the Iconic, Maya, Amazon, Red Balloon, Kogan. Uh, yeah. So check us out, and I'd love to connect. So send me a message, and um, if anyone wants any extra advice or help or wants to connect, um, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Oh, that's fantastic. And you're on LinkedIn as well, if anyone wants to connect through there? I- Am I can't remember my link right now, but uh well I might I might have it right in front of me. Oh amazing. <laughs> no, it's um I don't know, the whole LinkedIn. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes anyway, but it's it's either Perfect. Jane Sahar or it's Jane Sahar Friendy. I'm not sure, but anyway. Okay. I think I think you're just under your name, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that's fantastic. So um, I hope that if people do connect with you and I, I hope it's um you know, people go out and get their trendy sports lux earphone headphones. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and their boombox, and, and I just love it. I absolutely love it. And it's um, yeah. Don't ever think, don't ever think that a small thing like a splitter, you know, can't can't uh, end up being a, a massive big business. And yeah. Just got to back yourself. You do, don't you? Oh, I've absolutely loved this. All right. Well, thank you so much and thanks for your time. And now you're going to have to go back to that warehouse because right now you're sitting in a in a lovely house that, uh, you know, why don't you say this went for two hours and have yourself an extra coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I can, absolutely. I mean, I am very comfortable in my house, but I do need to get to work. It's payday today. People need to get paid. So uh, i got work to do. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us your time and really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Lovely to meet you. My pleasure. Chat soon. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Ta-da. Oh, guys, that was fantastic. I 
absolutely love what Jane's doing. I love the little simple little splitter, you know, all because the kids had to share an iPad, you know, ended up in this massive, big, global, successful business. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. I love that she's, you know, that they got the colors. I love that it's good quality. I love that they've sort of moved from one product to the next and expanded. I love that they're supporting Beyond Blue and I love that they're now coming out with this new thing called the Kindness Pack and I can't wait to see that come. I also love that they, you know, started in their lounge room and they gave it a crack and, and you know, were prepared to share the space of their house, like setting up a lounge room and uh, until it grew big enough to go into a warehouse. And, you know, what I really want to get through here is that, that we're talking about just Jane and her husband, Phil, are just everyday people who had an idea and, you know, wanted to bring it to life. And what they've done, anybody can do. You know, it's just about working out what is that thing, that, what is that idea that you have that you want to bring to the world? And just as Jane said, ask and ask and ask until you get the answers and then just give it a go. You know, Jane and her husband are just evidence that you, this really can work, that you really can do it. So I, I absolutely loved everything Jane had to say. And it's just, please, if you've got an idea, please go give it a crack. Anyway, I'm not going to bang on about it, but I just hope that that's given you some hope, uh, some inspiration that if you've got an idea, you can go out and do it. Go check Jane out and check out Friendy. Um, hopefully even go buy yourself a nice pair of headphones or a speaker or something else because they are fantastic quality. And, and as Jane said, connect with her, send her a message and keep up the conversation. So go follow them. And I hope this has brought you a heap of inspiration. All right. Thank you for joining me and I will catch you again next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Otherwise, head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message. Okay, catch you next week.